he actually broke up with me on Valentine's Day. So how funny. Cancel him. <laughs> oh my goodness. I forgot about it. Wow. But yes, that happened on Valentine's Day. I always say this. My first boyfriend taught me how to respect myself. My second boyfriend, he taught me how to love myself. I was like, oh, I wonder what my third boyfriend's going to teach me. And now I know. It's jams. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Viv and Ro. Hi, everyone. Hello, (laughs) hello. Guys, it is that time of year, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single Pringle, whether you're no matter what you are. It is the month of love. It is the week of love, even though we should be celebrating love all year round. So we thought for today, an interesting topic we can really dive deep into could be how do we learn to love ourselves over the years? Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking about Valentine's Day like 2012 or 13 (laughs) or 14 when we're in college the state that we're in the relationships that we may or may not have been in the people that we were the way we took care of ourselves or didn't take care of ourselves we have both come so far since those days and even though this journey of loving and accepting ourselves will probably go on forever and it'll never truly end because there's always going to be more ways to understand ourselves better, get to know ourselves better, even though it'll be like a forever journey, we have come a long way since our youth and mm-hmm. we're still in our youth. <laughs> <laughs> so Viv, Can you help us paint a picture of where you were then? And if you want to share about your perception of where I was then, you can go ahead and do that too. (laughs) Are we talking about specifically Valentine's Day or just like, maybe we should just pick a year. 2013. 2013. Okay, so this was junior year of college. It doesn't need to be Valentine's Day. It can be anything. Honestly, in college, I really feel like I did not know myself very well. And I was probably doing a lot of comparing myself to other people, what my friends were up to. You're in school, you're learning about the world and like your career, even just like how you dress. Social media was such a big thing. You wanted to share everything that all the fun things that you're doing, right? Like Instagram was just coming up. The super saturated filters from the (laughs) app. That was the look. Yes, there was no editing apps back then. It was just the OG IG filters. Yeah, I think at that time, it was really looking outwards and looking externally at what other people are doing and then thinking about what I should be doing or what my life should look like. Mm -hmm. It was very prominent in that way. Yeah. And what would you say your relationship was like with yourself? Like, did was self-care even a thing? You know, I think the reason why I'm having such a hard time answering this is because I don't really feel like I had a relationship with myself. Like, Mm. I don't feel like I was 
yes, I've always been introspective, but I really don't feel like I understood all the nuances of Vivian or like all of the I didn't understand why I reacted the way that I did. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was feeling. I didn't know what I like yearned for or desired and how to mm-hmm. self-soothe. Oh my God, self-soothing mm-hmm. is a recent thing in my life. <laughs> there was no Play. self-soothing back then. Episode 37. <laughs> back then, I would heavily rely on friends and their validation and their presence in my life to feel loved. I think nowadays, that is a bonus in my life and that you can actually find a lot of that validation from within, which Mm -hmm. is also why I think that whether you are single or in a relationship, and because this is released on Valentine's Day, we'll just talk about Valentine's Day really quick. (laughs) It really doesn't add or take away from your own journey of discovering yourself, loving yourself, your relationship status. It it doesn't matter is what I'm trying to say. Like whether you're in a relationship or you're not, the journey, exactly as you shared in the beginning, the journey of loving yourself is an everyday thing. (laughs) Like an every year thing. It's a forever thing. Yeah, we talk about, I mean, I talk about this graph in my videos a lot, but we can throw it on screen again, where there's a study that shows how much time you spent with the different people in your life. So for example, your parents, it starts off really high and it drops off significantly when you go off to college, especially if you live far away from home. And, you know, your coworkers is non-existent until maybe your 20s, but then you spend so much more time with them, even more than your parents and maybe even more than your friends, right? And then, you know, your significant other, it also picks up in your 20s and 30s and then you live a great life, but then maybe something happens or maybe, you know, whatever happens, your kids, they come up when they're born and they also disappear when they get old. So the person that you're really spending the most time with, and it's very evident in the chart, is yourself. You will never leave you. Yeah. So let's rewind to Rowena real quick Mm -hmm. before we continue. Rowena in college. Since you talked about 2013, we'll throw back to 2013. Maybe there's something in mind. (laughs) You getting ready for this? Yeah, I'm getting ready for this. What was Rowena's relationship like with herself at that time? It was rocky. It was like I was really hard on myself, Mm. which is why I think I'm able to be where I am today. But the voices that I internalized were that of my brothers being like, stop being little b word Mm. or like you know like man up and do these things i think in this context is less about like you know sexist whatever right it's more about just like that's just the environment i grew up around with my guy cousins like step up yeah just like yeah step up i realized no one else in my life would put me in place like my brother so i have to put myself in place so that was already there and then when you throw when you throw in the the romantic element, I was like head over heels, but in a very uncommunicative relationship where just nothing was communicated. Everything was in the gray zone. Nothing was black and white. It made like it drove me crazy. I always say this. My first boyfriend taught me how to respect myself. 
my second boyfriend, which is my boyfriend in college, he taught me how to love myself. Mm. And I was always like, oh, I wonder what my third boyfriend's going to teach me. And now I know it's Jams. <laughs> There's the whole videos and podcast episodes about him. But yeah, I think because I was so generous with my time and I, I basically like would create my schedule around him. I don't know if he knew it or not, right? And I, like, also wouldn't communicate it, but I would be doing it and, like, secretly resent him for not noticing or whatever. It's just a bad cycle. That relationship taught me that if I don't put myself first, no one's going to put me first. And I think because I constantly felt like I wasn't a priority in the relationship and yet I longed for it so much and I've had, like, there's so many journal entries where I'm like, it's New Year's. I should be spending with my mom, but here I am not happy with my partner. And I think it's like in those moments and it adding up over time, it made me realize he's figuring out his life. I'm clearly figuring out my life. So why don't I spend the time really getting to know myself and figuring out who I am and what I want and what my priorities are? Because clearly I wasn't a priority to myself, right? I thought Mm -hmm. like, taking care of someone and being in a relationship was more noble than taking care of myself. It's the sacrifice. Yeah, right? But that was kind of where everything changed, where like the moment I kind of put my foot down for myself, like it wasn't even, you know, like it wasn't even like a big thing. But the moment I decided like, okay, you know who you are in a relationship, but who are you as you, Rowena? And I was like, oh man, I don't know. And so that was when the journey began. That led to the six years of singlehood, right? Yep. We've received questions about this before of, I just got out of a relationship, I'm single, and I want to find myself. How do you focus on yourself? How do you find yourself while you're single? Especially when you're feeling lonely, you want to be with Mm -hmm. someone else, your friends are with their partners, and... The older you get, the more you see people coupling off with each other. How do you stay in that single phase and take care of yourself? What did that look like for you? Everyone approaches life differently. I'm going to first say this, right? I think there are people who can be in a relationship and grow together. I think having a supportive partner is really helpful. I think for me, maybe even you, we're more... Like we see the world more in black and white. So for me, I felt like I had to be by myself because I've literally been with someone this whole time. And I know myself well enough that if I'm with someone, if I'm with a person, then it's kind of like my distraction of let me think about something else because I don't want to think about myself. The hardest thing to do is to really sit down with yourself and get to know yourself. And for me, I knew that being with someone would take me away from that like sacred time and sacred space that I'll probably never get once I like finally get married have kids and all of that right so I think I also knew that there was finite time where I could just truly focus on what I wanted to focus on and at that time it just so happened that I reconnected with spirituality I really wanted to like get my act together and be a more productive human being and like focus on work because work and spirituality were two things I never cared about growing up. So I think for me, it was like a switch to that, which made it a lot easier for me to focus on that and myself. It's like spirituality is is like, it's a spiritual journey, but it's also a self-discovery journey within spirituality as well. 
I think if you are single and you're seeing friends and, you know, like longing or feeling lonely, like what I would have told myself, and this may come off a little bit more harsh, it's if you're longing for that, then you're not really committed to yourself. Like if you are more black and white thinking and if you really want to get to know yourself, as you know, and like as you guys know on the podcast, because I've talked about this before, like it wasn't like an intentional, I'm not going to date anyone for six years. It just happened to like grow into six years. And my resolve was so clear that nothing and no one, I mean, because I, I didn't meet anyone within this time, right? Had I met James, even if I met James like earlier on, it probably wouldn't have grown into what it is today either. But my desire and my drive was so crystal clear that I would rather focus on these aspects of my life than get pulled into another relationship and allow it to like distract me in the ways that it used to. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, people always ask me like, when you moved to New York, were you lonely? Did you ever feel sad because like New York is known to be one of the most vibrant but also equally loneliest cities I honestly felt very connected with just myself with spirituality with the community that I had even if it was small hot take I feel like if you're really connected with yourself and if you really accepted and loved yourself you may not feel lonely because you have yourself right or if you like really believe in spirituality if you really believe in a god in that perspective you're also never truly alone mm-hmm. and so yeah long answer to your question it's interesting because when i when i think back to when i was single which was i don't know maybe 2 years one and a half years of being single before this relationship i felt lonely I longed for a relationship. I didn't know what that looked like because I think I was still trying to figure out myself. And there was a part of me that I remember telling friends at the time, I want to be single for all four seasons. I want to experience the whole year being single. I want to experience every month and what comes with that month. For example, Valentine's Day, single. Christmas, single. You know, like whatever comes with that time, I want to experience it by myself. And I don't know how much of that was me being afraid of loving someone again or like being loved by someone again. But I do remember I was very lonely at the time, even though I was determined to focus on myself. In hindsight, when I look back, I think that time in my life was actually each time I was single, like each time I newly got out of a relationship. I feel like that was the time where I connected the most with myself, even if I didn't mean to, as well as with friends. Like I, my relationships with my friends and family deepened each time I went through a breakup because this one person was no longer your like whole focus. And that could just be how we operate in relationships. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but I think like, when you are put in an uncomfortable setting, so let's just say that you don't feel comfortable being single. You like want to be with someone. I know for sure. I always want to be with someone. Um, mm. That 
discomfort can help you grow as hard as it is in that moment because you're in a place now where you have to figure it out yourself. You can't depend on one person. You know, you can't depend on your best friend to be there for you every single day. Like that's not their role. You start to learn how to do these things on your own, which I think adds to your confidence, adds to you understanding what you like, what you don't like, what you need, what you don't need. And it helps you just feel more proud of yourself. Or at least for me, I felt very proud of myself for being able to, you know, move out on my own and build my own furniture and do all these things that I would have loved having a boyfriend to help me with. But instead, I did it with myself. I did it with my best friend. I did it with my cousins. And those are the memories that I look back on. And I'm like, I can talk about these things now in a relationship. I can show myself that like, I know I can do it on my own. So whether or not this works out or it doesn't work out, I know I have myself to fall back on. And I've been through those times where it was uncomfortable, it was hard, it was lonely, but I did it and I'm going to be okay. More than okay. More than okay. Hats off, I'm back. (laughs) I think with everything that we always share, it really just comes down to knowing yourself and what will work for you. Because even between the two of us, like this, like even if the underlying thing's the same, the way we go about it, the way in which we think about it is also very different. And I think that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of voice hugs. That's the beauty of our existence. The fact that the more we get to know ourselves, the better we can navigate the world with open eyes and open arms to embrace the seasons and to know like what will work and what will work for us. So to go back to the question of loving yourself, how did you get from where you were from having a pretty much non-existent relationship with yourself to (laughs) a far more connected version of Viv and Viv? I think life had to happen first. Like I had to go through a couple of breakups. I had to lose some friendships, maybe hate my job, maybe switch careers. Things had to happen in life. And I think how you react to these events in life, it gives you a lot of information on where you are internally. You know, like if you go through a breakup and your entire world is shattered, that means that you put a lot of focus and you depended a lot on that relationship to form your identity of yourself right and so that's an example of my first first breakup which by the Mm -hmm. way I thought about it today he actually broke up with me on valentine's day so how funny cancel him (laughs) oh my goodness yeah I I forgot about it but yes that happened on valentine's day so I think like these things had to just you just had to experience or okay I keep saying you but I just had to experience how I reacted to life events whether big or small and then navigate like what was that you know like how did you react to that was that did that did that feel like peaceful did that feel very very chaotic did you feel like you lost yourself did you feel numb to it how are you reacting to these things in your life and how can you better 
be in tune with yourself and make decisions that will, I don't know, I, I want to say like make yourself happier, but it's so hard to define happiness and what that is for each person. I just really wanted to find peace. Like I really wanted to be able to go through life and experience the great things about it, be grateful for very simple moments and then also like be able to love and lose people and know that you loved and you experienced something instead of being so attached to these things that I don't know how do attachments form but yeah I think like I just really wanted to be happy and so I really Mm. wanted to like find ways how can I take care of myself a little bit better how can I be more gentle more compassionate with me therapy helped a lot with that it helped accelerate understanding myself and understanding how to react and like tune in with myself but yeah collecting data points and then Mm -hmm. recalibrating each time where would you say that desire for peace and happiness came from was it from like breakup or was it just over time you're like hey I feel like this is something that I want in my life So I think when you think about being happy, it almost feels like, oh, something good has to happen for you to feel happy, right? Like you have to accomplish something or yeah, just great things need to happen. But soon after you like grow up a little bit, you're like really crappy things happen to really good people. Life is unfair in that way. And so I know for a fact I'm going to enjoy the highs of life and I'm also going to experience lows of life. I can't prevent that from happening. I can't always stay at a high. So how can I approach life knowing that I will experience both these highs and lows, but to let it happen and let life happen and enjoy both of it I remember during my first breakup it was so like it was so hard for me going through my first breakup you know but I remember one time I was crying in the restroom and I was looking in the mirror and I was like sobbing and then I thought like wow I'm sobbing really hard and I started cracking up at myself and I was like I don't know when I will feel this sad ever again like I should (laughs) I should just I should just live in the moment right now of being this sad, you know? And I just started laughing at myself. I was like, wow, girl, yeah. you're really shattered from this. So it was it's like it an was out-of-body like, experience. Yeah, it's like in those moments <laughs> where you, you're like, wow, I'm so low. Or like, wow, I'm so happy. I really need to just take it in equally, both the lows and the highs. And to be present, I guess to be present is mm. what I got out of it life is going to happen to you in all directions. (laughs) I think that's such a beautiful thing because something very similar happened to me in a very different context. Uh Um, It's very different and it goes in a completely different direction. But I'm so I'm not going to share it. Oh, I was like, I'm excited. It has to no, it has to do with an eating disorder. Aww, <laughs> so, okay, trigger okay. warnings if there's any. But anyway, there is a moment where I'm like, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, this is not the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. There's many versions of yourselves that you can be. And like, this ain't it. 
Um, but I think it's so powerful that in these moments, they, we talk about how, like, as humans, we're all very strong, we're all very powerful, and our body knows. Like, we talked about in the last episode, right? When we, when it comes to play, when it comes to rest, when it comes to everything, like, our body will naturally know and it'll give you hints and signals. And I think it's in these moments of, we're like hitting rock bottom, you know, you're sobbing the hardest you've ever sobbed. I'm like at a very, very not good place in my life. The fact that the inner voice is still so strong, like gently strong, right? Like it's, it's so determined, like, Hey, I know you and this ain't it. Or like, (laughs) Hey, you're crying really hard. Enjoy it. You know, (laughs) Like the fact that we're able to default to that to me is like, I wonder if other people feel similarly as well, or if it's maybe just the way that we are wired. I don't know. It just, it's, it's pretty, I don't know, it speaks volumes to maybe who we truly are at our core, who we may be suppressing or who we may not allow to come out as much Yeah, for whatever reason. I think also like when you are experiencing your low and let's just say right now a listener is experiencing their low and you don't have that voice. What helps me remember is that because I am experiencing a low, I can experience a high. I can experience the same extreme on the other side. I remember when I broke up with my second boyfriend. Just talking about all these breakups today. Um, One of the last things he said to me was, I remember feeling really sad about the breakup. And I was still in contact with him. We were friends. And I asked him, like, how come it doesn't seem like you're that sad? Like, why does it feel like this is so easy for you? And he told me that, well, when I experience feelings, I feel like I have very little waves. Like my highs are kind of high, my lows are kind of low. Versus I feel like for you, your highs are high and your lows are low. And then when you experience your high again, it's like that high, right? And so I remember at the time I was thinking like, wow, this is so unfair. Like, why is it so much harder for me to get over breakups compared to other people? But then I realized, well, that also means that I can really experience the high joys of things, you know? So like if you are super depressed right now, like if you're at your lowest, you feel like you hit rock bottom, this is a sign that you can also feel the opposite of that. Imagine how awesome that is, right? To be overwhelmed by that feeling. And I think that is what like you need to remind yourself and like what I remind myself too. Like, wow, you could only go up from here. (laughs) There's only one direction from here. Might as well laugh. Yeah. Like, girl, you look funny right now. Your eyes are all swollen. (laughs) Your face is red. Aww. Now that's very beautiful and that everything is temporary as well. Mm -hmm. It's like that saying, to appreciate light, you need to know what darkness is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So no matter in the context of relationships and yourself, I think just to be okay with yourself. Maybe the answer to this is like, it's literally what we say in the introduction, embracing all seasons of life with open arms and really 
that is what it is. You have no choice. What are you go- what are you going to do? Like resist life? <laughs> like it's going to throw things at you and you just got to like roll with the punches, right? And yeah, some seasons are hard, some seasons are like very celebra- celebratory, celebratory. Mm-hmm. Celebratory. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, and it's all part of it. It's all part of the the journey. So bringing this back to the question of how have you learned how to accept yourself over the years, 2013 college row to the row now who allows herself, gives her permission to experience play and rest throughout those years. How did you learn how to accept yourself? Like, what did you do to get to this point now? And I feel like so many things happened and not all at the same time. But it was a slow crescendo or a slow snowball of it's kind of like working out like a habit, right? The more you do something, the more you learn to accept yourself over time, it builds up and it compounds over time, even with creating content online, learning to let go more and to not take myself as seriously to allow my goofy side to come out to not need to be this perfected version of me for where I'm at and the person that I am and the way that I navigate life I had to strive for perfection to see if I can make it and then start letting go Mm. and the answer we all know is you'll never be perfect but I think it was on that journey where you realize, I mean, it's like it's like the pursuit, right? The, the striving for the trying. I tried really hard. I tried so hard to be perfect. And I give myself a pat on the back for the effort. But I think because I tried, I like proved to myself that I could keep trying. But along the way, I realized it's tiring. And there's no reason to continue to like be this perfected version of yourself because it's not real and people can't relate to a perfect person. And it's like even for you who is like a real friend in my life who also watches my content for you to be like, oh, sometimes, you know, when I watch your content, it just seems like your life is perfect, right? Even though if you know it's not like deep in your core, but it can still come off that way. It was all of that combined with the more I got to know myself, the more I accepted myself, accepted the flaws, accepted the fact that I can't be perfect. It kind of all just like layers and layers have just been melting away. Mm -hmm. I think the very first step is like you need to figure out who you want to be. Like what does your your ideal self look like not your perfected self but your ideal self like what are your values what do you care about what gets you excited and wakes you up in the morning i think when you get to know that person and like when the life you want to live becomes clear you'll start to see that there's a disconnect with where you are and where you want to be and a lot of times the striving for this version of yourself leads to a lot of resentment leads to a lot of disappointment leads to a lot of like guilt and shame of like oh my god I can't believe I used to live like this when I want to be like this so I think the very first step is to understand who you want to be 
The second step is forgiving yourself for things you may have done in the past. Because I think if you don't forgive yourself, you can't truly accept yourself. And if you don't accept yourself, I don't think you can truly love yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like these steps that are honestly all one and the same, but I think it's like the forgiving yourself is like the guilt and shame part that I think we all feel a lot of, whether it's, you know, I feel guilty for spending time on myself. I feel guilty for taking care of myself because that's selfish or that's whatever, right? Like whatever story it is that we have in our head to be able to overcome that, to be able to forgive ourselves. And then we can move on to really like, okay, once you've started off on a clean slate, you don't feel like you owe yourself anything. You don't feel like you should have, could have done whatever before because you are who you are now in the present. You can learn to accept yourself in the present, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with loving yourself. I think knowing who you want to be, sometimes that can be a little blurry as well. And I remember on an alumni panel, one time I I was asked a question. It was, how do you make the right decision moving forward, right? How do you take that one step closer to success, to who you want to be, to being happier, et cetera? And my response at the time was, I think you just need to take a step. I think you need to just take a step forward because if it isn't the right decision, like if you take that step and you don't like it, then that gives you an opportunity or an answer to go in a different direction. And that brings you then one step closer to who you want to be or to loving yourself a little bit more, right? If you just have to take a step, make a decision, and then keep recalibrating. It's not like we made a decision in our life and that decision defined everything else after that. It was making millions of decisions every single day and thinking about how that made us feel, thinking about like, was I resisting love? Was I resisting connection with people? Was I afraid of being intimate, you know? And these are all things that you can only learn about yourself if you have the courage to just take a step, like any step. Even not taking a step is a decision that you're making in your mm -hmm. mind, you know? And then over time, you're realizing like, wait, I haven't been doing anything for the last however many months or years. Then you again recalibrate. You're like, okay, I'm going to try something different this time. So baby steps forward, hmm. sideways backwards just take a step <laughs> is that the same answer you would give right now I think now I just enjoy life a little bit more even the lows like I just know that it's going to be okay but I think if I was to talk to my younger self I would tell her make sure you have the right support systems if you don't have that care team if you're not surrounded by things that make you feel safe and secure in your life that would be my priority. Read the books that help you develop the mental tools to move forward and be resilient when hard things happen to you. Mm -hmm. It is just finding the people who understand you, but you have to go out of your way to develop those care teams, right? Like I have seen a therapist for the last four years consistently every week and it is something that I am so proud of it's something that nobody can take away from me because I know that I'm like on this journey to creating a 
more calm, a peaceful life, a more resilient self when hard things happen. And yeah, so support systems, care teams, mm. voice hugs. <laughs> voice hugs. So we've talked about what we were like a decade ago. And then we talked about both of our experiences in getting to where we are today. For anyone who may be feeling a little extra lonely on Valentine's Day, what words of encouragement would you share with them? Aww. First off, voice hug. (laughs) We're here for you. And get off social media and stop scrolling. Mm. Because I think as you said earlier, it's like when we're in college, right? Of course, we're also more impressionable. But also, I think it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap of, oh my God, this person is doing this thing. This person's going to dinner. This person got a new purse and this influencer, blah, 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 right? Like, it's so easy to get fixated on what other people have and what you don't have. But we forget that we can just not look at it. <laughs> if we don't look at it, then it takes off so much of this pressure and so much of this comparing. And yeah, no matter when you're listening to this, if you've already scrolled before you scroll, hopefully just, you know, spend the day off socials, spend the day enjoying time with yourself, spend the day with your mom, with your dad, with your grandparents, with us, binge our episodes. Like (laughs) there's so many things that we could focus our attention on, especially on days like this. I think it's, as you said, if you know on particular holidays, you'll feel a certain type of way, allow yourself to reach out to friends, allow yourself to make plans, allow yourself to have something you can look forward to so that momentarily you are not thinking about the fact that, you know, like you're alone. I think it's something that we need to eventually face anyway, but on days like this, know that like everything is temporary right? The highs, the lows, even if you're like more placid and your highs and lows are about the same, it's like everything comes and goes. The season of single Pringledom may last decades, but one day you will find yourself and one day you may find your person, Mm -hmm. right? And like we don't know if we don't take the time to really understand ourselves and get to know ourselves because your person may have walked across the street from you, but you were on your phone or your person may have came up to you at a party, but because you're too preoccupied with, I don't know, something else that we'd like to occupy ourselves with, (laughs) you don't give him the time of day and he feels dispirited and he goes, talks to another girl and they hit it off. Like, you don't know, right? Like you never, you really never know. But I think if you are present, if you are aware, when you meet the peoples, you will know, even in friendships, right? And also within yourself. There will be days where you're like, nah, fan, like this, no, I don't want this side of you to come out right now. And there will be other days where you're like, oh, wow, like I love this side of me. Like, let's, let's go. Let's keep going. Uh oh. Uh oh, you're frozen. Uh oh. Ay, ay, ay. Hello. We just got, we a, notification just got a notification that. that... 
Oh my goodness. All right, friends. So we ran into some technical difficulties. If you're watching video, it has cut out. Yes. One last thing that I wanted to share is that if you are feeling low today, as Ro mentioned, everything is temporary. I was once dumped on Valentine's Day and it was something that I thought every Valentine's Day would remind me of that time in my life. But I can honestly say that I forgot about it until I had to reflect on today's video. So everything is truly temporary. And with that, we want to say thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. It would mean so much to us if you could leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. If you have any questions, topics that you'd like to share, you can email us hello at voicehugspodcast.com or shoot us a DM at voicehugspodcast. Oh my God, I just made all these finger hearts and hearts with my hand and a giant heart. And then I used the two finger hearts and shimmy down from the screen after I made a giant heart around my head. And I just realized halfway doing that, that you guys can't see me. But I was doing all of that. For the record because i love you guys that much <laughs> we can visualize ro doing that imagination, imagination. <laughs> all right everyone have an awesome day thank you again voice hugs all around love ya voice hugs, voice hugs.